Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. Lots of people, dumb people, love to say that, well, you know, the systems in Canada and America aren't that different. They are very different beyond one just being a republic and the other being a constitutional monarchy. There's also the fact that what you would call the the executive, right? So there's always, in any kind of Western-style democracy, you always have three clear branches of government. You have the executive, the legislative, and then the judicial. The judicial, in our case, is the Supreme Court. Same in America. Oh, wow, see, already so similar. Mm. Legislative. America has Congress. Canada has Parliament. In America, you have the House of Representatives and the Senate. In Canada, you have the House of Commons and the Senate. Our Senate is unelected. And maybe I'll get to that at some point. Maybe I don't. Anyway, then the executive in America is the White House and the White House staff and administration. And they appoint all the leaders of the departments and everything like that. They don't necessarily have to be elected members from the House. They can be sworn in and just appointed on the advice of whoever. I don't even know and I don't particularly care. This is the Canada series. In Canada, the executive branch is basically a mix of the prime minister's cabinet and the Privy Council, which advises the Governor General and like head of state and all that. Because of this, this means that some members in terms of like the Privy Council are not elected members of Parliament, but in terms of the Prime Minister's Cabinet, they pretty much always are elected members of Parliament. This goes back to something I said with the Fathers of Responsible Government, this is kind of like a tradition. And apparently, in terms of Westminster-style democracy, you don't mess with tradition, for whatever reason. Anyway, those are the clear separations and differentiations between the names and how our sort of sections of government work. And in terms of who has more effective power, that's definitely the Prime Minister. But in terms of who can ultimately, at the end of the day, theoretically be held more accountable, it's also in the Westminster style system. Which brings us to the Senate. Right, quick addition to the Senate. The Senate has 105 members. It's appointed by the Governor General on the advice of the Prime Minister. And the Senate is broken down into broad regions. So the idea is that uh, there's four regions. You have Ontario, Quebec, the Maritime Provinces, and the Western Provinces each receiving 24 seats. And then the last nine seats are allocated to the remaining portions of the country. So Newfoundland and Labrador get six senators and the territories get one each. This in total makes up the 105 senators of Canada. The purpose of this is to make it so that no region is over or underrepresented in the Senate. That's why Ontario, I know it sounds weird, one province gets 24, but it's trying to separate it so that there's broad regional categories. So it's not like Ontario and Quebec vote together, and it's not like only one or two provinces in the West vote together. These are broad regions so they can try and get their voices heard and work together in the Senate to provide the sober second thought that they're supposed to do. Now, I should talk about the Senate here real quick because it's unelected, it's a bad thing, but there were some reforms recently introduced by Justin Trudeau, which made the Senate quote-unquote independent. And so now the Senate has kind of reformed itself into these different broad senatorial groups. The explicit purpose of the Senate in Canada is to serve as the house of sober second thought to sort of tamper or reevaluate legislation that is brought up by the House of Commons, which is the lower house. And sometimes this works, many times it doesn't. The Senate was really bad and notorious for throwing back the marijuana legislation because they had no clue what they were doing. These were not our social betters. These were people appointed, you know, like the friends of past prime ministers and 
you know, political favors. Oh, hey, thanks for giving me all that money. So I ran a successful campaign here. You get to be a senator for life now. It is very hard to fire a senator in Canada because they are not elected. Just ask Lynn Bayak, a literal racist piece of trash who continues to be a senator. I think they've like prevented her from collecting too much of a paycheck and have all but semi-officially booted her out. But on paper, she's still a senator. And that's messed up. Which is why you have people actually talking about reform, or you have people like the NDP who say, you know what, no, just abolish the Senate. And if you're thinking, oh, how can we do that? I don't know, it worked out pretty well for New Zealand. They just have one unicameral House of Representatives. Seems to work just fine. The House of Commons now, which I should talk about, because they're the ones that most people know about and pay attention to, this is where everyone gets elected from, including the Prime Minister. There isn't a separate election for Prime Minister here in Canada. This is another major difference between our system and the American system. The prime minister is only considered the first among equals, meaning he's theoretically nothing more than a fellow MP. He just happens to be the leader of like a party of MPs. He has his own riding, our version of a congressional district, and they have to fight for election and it uses first past the post, which means whoever crosses the earliest threshold of votes, even if they don't necessarily win a majority of a vote, they get to become the sitting member of parliament. With that in mind, that means electoral reform is now a big hot button topic in Canada. And the liberals went back on their promise against that. And additionally, in terms of some of the separations between how uh, the American system and the Canadian system works, the houses of parliament here in Canada also have a bunch of weird pomp and ceremony and every now and then you have what's called a speech from the throne it's kind of like a state of the union address but different because a government can rise or collapse off the back of that and that's what we're going to talk about next but the fact that there's lots of people out there who think oh wow you know there's you know it's so similar because look senate senate elected people elected people it's basically the same it's not. And the fact that people think that they're really similar when they really aren't is definitely what's bothering me today.